G'day, Scott. What's up, bitch? Welcome to another podcast. Oh. I thought I'd just start <laughs> off mellow this week. You do? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I listened to the other, what I did last week and I was so up and I was like, maybe people don't want up every week. Maybe just start off. G'day. So should we just be melancholy and pissed off? You can off ignore me world. like you are. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't got, I'm phone. just getting into the He's intro. Just checking his... <laughs> His I'm phone, just getting anyway. on your ass. He's, he's checking his text. He doesn't give a fuck. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm trying to do some high finance here. I got a great crack sale going. <laughs> Welcome to another podcast. Hey, this is the big two o. This could be the big two mm. o. Last one was nineteen. Yeah, it could be the big two o. But then this you know, might be twenty one. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, I, it is I wouldn't what, put this on. You it don't want is to, what we, it we, is. We want them to think that we're doing it every week. Remember. <laughs> that's gonna go on <laughs> we want him to think <laughs> want, oh, you, think, just, you know they just, we say that we should definitely hey, let's not tell them that we record a lot of them together <laughs> you know no no you know that that guy who's listening in in you know in england we we don't want him to think that we don't get together every week just for him <laughs> <laughs> well welcome viewers listeners to wherever you're at in the world we've got lots of friends in south africa now and England. We've got. Did you see the one in Latvia? A guy, a guitar was wank it teacher. Doctor Doom. No, it was a guitar wank teacher in Latvia. So that was really wow. cool. That's where Doctor Doom is from. Really? Know? Yeah. Doctor Latvia. Okay. Did you wow. see Scott? I hope you saw this one. Did you see the one with um, the lady? No. The lady showing, well, covering her bits with. Oh, I saw that. That was rather. A lot of work went into that. It was quite impressive. Can I see it? I'm, yeah, I'm going to show you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott is going to be sh- going to see it right You're now. You're going to like this, Scott. I can tell this is right up your alley. Yeah. Let's see. Now that's what I'm talking about. That's a winner right there, that's, right? Well, I think no, that's the people, winner. That's a potential winner. That's one of the prizes. Potential, that's the winner. <laughs> Now that's what I'm talking and about. And they're great. Like he got his lady. Um, who the guy well, was? Maybe, maybe it's not his lady. Well, it maybe might be his maybe, sister. Maybe it's his, <laughs> maybe it's his boyfriend. <laughs> nah, she's got some. Ta- well, you see what I mean? Don't don't make assumptions here. I'm not going to say. <laughs> don't make assumptions. The guitar is blocking the important way to tell those things. Well, you know what? Um, My sister, four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. <laughs> <laughs> we got some great car- yeah. yeah. Someone said, ah, a Holdsworth model. And I jumped in and I said, yeah, definitely worth holding. Um, hey, that's uh, funny. Bada bing, That's Nice funny. pups. Sorry, I meant pickups. Finding the mug is like finding Waldo. Yeah. Too uh, much guitars and mugs here. Excellent. That's a great picture. That is a great picture. So mm-hmm. thank you, um, Corrado, I think his name is. And he's from London. They're from England. Mm-hmm. So the Poms are strutting up. And she's got, well, she might be a little gothic because she's got some dark nail polish going on there. That could be, wow. We're bringing the goth. I'm just, that's well, just we, guessing. We highly approve whatever. We do highly approve. And seriously, we're running out of time with the competition. We're going to, End of June, I End believe. End of June, right. right. Okay. We were the last podcast of June. The winners will be announced. We'll, okay. So and you got to get on your t-shirt you and get on order. And seriously, this and guy just threw down. This guy, this guy threw down. He's obviously in for a prize. 
Unless a lot of people really outdo Really that. get their wives and their girlfriends to step but, up. But, you know, it doesn't have to be that. It can be also creative. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> it helps. But, you know, there's other ways to be creative. Let's say well, a guy doesn't have a girl. He can, he can do something. <laughs> you know what makes me laugh is when women go, no, I'm going to vote for Trump. <laughs> it's just like... Any woman that votes for Trump has to be on crack. Well, like, okay, you want your sex to be put down and held back and don't complain don't complain you better not complain if you're going to vote for trump <laughs> but sort of, you don't you don't get to complain anymore if you if you vote for that guy no So, um, gentlemen, what's been happening this week? Bruce, you have been... Bruce quit playing guitar and basically become a, a mover. Yeah, a mover. A mover. A mover. And how are you enjoying this new career move? Uh, it's busy. Forming, moving, I'm in great storage. shape, yeah. Moving, moving. What's We're the not, student no, we don't truck do one? Students. And truck driver. <laughs> what is it? The students will come and move your stuff? Did you join them? or Starving just, students? Yeah, starving students will move your shit. Yeah, no, I'm just starving musicians. So you're solo on this gig? Uh, well, no, you know, yeah, no. No. Yeah, I just do what I'm told. <laughs> the By me. It's, the it's weird. I hired myself and I realized I wanted to quit. I didn't like my boss. <laughs> well, what are you going to do? So you're probably picking up the guitar again? Uh, oh, no, actually, I've been picking up guitar. I'm still doing uh, gigs and lessons on the sly. I just don't want my boss to know. Right. Yeah, moving is a tough, tough. tough it is. Thing. It is. Like I was saying earlier, you have to touch all your stuff three times. <laughs> it, make, it makes you really think sec, a second time about buying any more shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's all. And stuff. even when people, even when people start to give you stuff, you start to hate them for it. Well, because you, you know you're going to have to move it a couple of times. So you yeah. go like. No, I don't think so. I, you, you know, know that I red say, guitar say, that you, you gave th me? You, th you, think you're, <laughs> you think you're being nice to me right now by giving me something, but you're actually, I'm hating you for this. Remember that red strat you gave me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every time I look at it, I'm like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> actually, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix that up and, and hit somebody with it. <laughs> oh, man. So you've been busy doing that. Planes keeping the wheels rolling. Yeah, and, um, everything's going great. I'm very excited about all this. Uh, it's a new world, you know. I, I got into another zero in front of my age, so I got to do something new. You know, it's kind of the responsibility of a human. Zero out, and you start again. Start is it? Start again. Are you um, you'll be running into Clint. Is it up? At I'm sure I will. I'm sure I'll see him quite a bit. But we we uh, we got to try. Get... I'll try and get him on the podcast. It'd be great to get Clint Eastwood on the podcast. Is he still mayor up there or not? Oh, no, he hasn't been mayor up there since the 80s. Oh, right. How did he do? Did they like him or not? Sure, they loved him, man. What? I mean, you know, it's Clint Eastwood as mayor. If he, did, if he didn't do what he liked, he shot you. <laughs> <laughs> Make my day. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. <laughs> what? Did I play 5,000 or 6,000 notes? 
Well, being that this is an L, Gibson L5, the most powerful guitar <laughs> in the world. In the world. Got to ask yourself, right. do you feel lucky? <laughs> well, do you, punk? Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It'd be really cool to have him on the couch. Well, well, you know, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll work on that. I'll, I'll talk to him about it. Yeah. He comes down a lot, so. Yep. Yep. As I will, so. Scott, been a hectic week for you. What have you been doing? It's been a bad week. Oh, no. What happened? I a, oh, I had a tour cancel. What? Oh, which one? Like a, I was supposed to go to Italy for uh, a week and a half in right. June. In and June? the promoter just disappeared. Like, they don't like, like, and I mean disappeared. He just disappeared. Wow. So my agent, I don't think I've ever seen him this mad ever. He's sending me letters, and the word fuck is written multiple times. <laughs> He's really angry because, you know, the guy just uh, apparently was maybe a crook, or maybe he ran out of money, and maybe, you know, but he was just not professional enough to just, you know, call my agent and say, hey, Maybe man, he's dead. You know, or maybe he's dead. Who knows? But anyway, he's gone, and he was the main promoter of, like, he was promoting four of the of the six gigs so oh, man. doesn't really make sense to go over there for two so right so that got canceled so i'm kind of bummed about that because i was looking forward to it yeah and um and otherwise um but it's been fun i did a concert with my daughter oh, my had daughter's uh ha- had her uh bi-yearly uh um concert at her school and um my wife Sonia plays piano for it every time. Right. And uh, so they're doing 80s tunes. So they asked me if I would play, and I played. I got to play We Got the Beat and <laughs> I Love Rock and Roll and Thriller. Oh, which really? Actually, I found out I really like that tune. Yeah. And, and, um, and then we played Under Pressure by Queen. And I, that was kind of a cool tune too. Did you get the and solo I, all through? Yeah, yeah. I got well. I soloed a little bit on Under Pressure, but I had a big solo in Thriller, <laughs> so it was great. Did you cut and the it, solo? Or did you went your own thing? No, I kind of just did my own thing, you know. Yep. But what was cool is that you know I've known all the parents at the school now for seven years because because my daughter's been in there since kindergarten. Oh, wow, she's in sixth grade yep. now, and of course none of them have ever heard me play, and so all these people came up to me and they're going, I. All these seven years, I've known you. <laughs> I never know what you did, and now, wow, that was great. And they really enjoyed, it and it was really fun, you know. So, I had a great time. It was a fun That's show. That's fantastic. Fun to man. play some of those old tunes. Doing it for the kids. Yeah. Look at Scott. It was great. That's fantastic. And um, you, how was your daughter digging that? Like dad up oh, there she just was kicking yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, it was really. Oh fun. Yeah, 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 man. She did. That's it. really cool. Yeah. So the question is, Scott, honestly, and you can tell us the truth. Did you win the talent show? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's not going to be uh, uh, given until next week. So okay. I'm waiting this week to find out. Okay. It's, that's that's an interesting. Uh, my missus' son, he goes to those. Some well, he's been to those rock schools that they do, mm-hmm. and you know they'll go and they'll do a term or whatever semester, whatever you guys call it over here, of the schooling, and then at the end you go to the whiskey. Or the Viper Room, the House of Blues. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these big venues, I hire them out for the day and the kids get up there and play. And at the start, I was like, wow, this is so cool. This is amazing. You know, pretty inspiring. And then when you start to think about it, I was like, well, a lot of the kids can't play. And they're kind of, if you look back, it's like, it's more about being 
a rock star than being a musician. Like there seems to be more emphasis on not learning the instrument, but look at me, look at me, I'm playing the Viper Room or the Whiskey. Yeah, but that's, you know, when, you, when you're talking about a remedial school that teaches beginners, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. I mean, because it's not... The, we have a program at our school that's very not centered on playing. It's centered on, uh, I think it's called some kind of artist program. Mm -hmm. It's more about songwriting, writing a catchy tune. Right. Uh, uh, there's some makeup involved in, you know, <laughs> getting the look. I guess it's, that's, that's let you know right away you're in yeah. trouble. There's some yeah. makeup involved. Yeah. Everybody says that to me. And getting an image, you know what I mean? Right. And, and, All and, the important and so, things before the instrument. Yeah, but, but, but the truth is, is that's the way it should be because it's not about the instrument. If you start fucking around with the instrument, you're going to fail. Right. This is about being a star. <laughs> and most of the stars, a lot of the stars these days can't play. Right. If they did know how to play, they wouldn't be where they are. Yeah. Right. And where yeah. they are is in a good place because they're making a lot of money. Yeah. So if you want to go in that direction, here's a way that you can learn to go in that direction because they don't want to be players. They yeah. want to be stars. Yeah. It's right. a difference. Yeah. And, and, and there's plenty of room for both. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just not what I want to go for, <laughs> but it's not what I want my students to go for, but... Hey, you know that's the, it's out there. Yeah, and look at all the look at all the stars. I'm using my quotation marks <laughs> out there that can't air play. quotes, air quotes. Yeah, that uh, can't play. You know, but they don't need to know how to play. They have an image, and they have a look, and they have something that's appealing. Probably a lot of their lyrics are appealing to mm. their to the kids their own age group and stuff. And, yeah, and they're like poets that happen to look good and have an image. You know, yeah, look at Bob Dylan. They, could Bob they, Dylan fucking play? Hell no, he couldn't. Actually, <laughs> Bob Dylan could, for his his for his music. I'm gonna call bullshit right there. Yeah, man, I, no way. That's a, a no talent motherfucker if there ever was one. Man, <laughs> well, no, no. There's some really cool finger pickery stuff he did. Man, well, I'm, sorry, I, I I'm not saying that he can't play at all, but you can't call him a player. Like not oh, like Tony no. Mitchell, right? Who can really? But he's play still the guitar. like for the when he yeah. sang. He had really strong time, and he really worked his. Oh. Either he worked his tunes out great, or he had just a real natural ability to accompany himself. I, because I, his playing was definitely yeah. never and was never held back anything. You know no. what I mean? The music it never made the music worse because he couldn't play. I just I, yeah. I mean, he was he was simplistic in his playing, but he was really strong. I thought he had well, great it was all about time. The song. But he, but he had great it's about time. The he had song. really yeah. cool time, and whether he worked out his parts, like like even if you listen to Woody Guthrie, you know, I mean, his play was really good for that. What he was doing, it, it couldn't have been any better. Really, it, it fit. I'd say I wouldn't call it good. I'd say it fit. Okay, well, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I just fit. I know because you know when you say time. good, I I think of Joni Mitchell. Yeah, well, like, I she can really play. Yeah, and I'd say he yeah, was in. You know, you know I, I'd give him that. You know. Yeah. But 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 Dylan, I don't think you can even. Call, I mean, I, I look at those guys; they're poets. They happen to be able to pick up an instrument and accompany themselves somewhat, but they're mainly poets. Hmm. It's the lyrics that that people are paying attention to and the vibe, and that's still going on today with a lot of the young kids. You can look at a lot of the popular bands and see they're doing exactly the same thing Dylan did. They can't really play, but they got a vibe. Well, they got they got lyrics to say that that are relevant to their to their listeners and that's all you need
You know, that's, yeah. and that's what the program that, that at school is trying right. to teach them, it, right. if they want to go yeah. in that direction. But it, I, I, I watched the American Billboards the, the other week, and I was just like, what they celebrate and what they push into society is what's amazing now. It's just sad. And I'm sure, you know, well, I, I don't remember my old man probably saying the same thing, and maybe it's just because I'm getting older and you see through all the shit now, but it's just like, it doesn't seem to be, there seems to be less substance on well, the mainstream. I'm talking mainstream crap. But musically, you mean. Musically yeah. and just what they're putting over and what they're celebrating, what yeah. they're, they're putting on a pedestal nowadays. It seems to be less more than well, ever. Well, you can remember in our day that you couldn't get a record deal unless you were a pretty good musician. Yeah. I mean, all these rock bands that got record deals like Led Zeppelin and Jimi Hendrix and Deep Purple. I mean, these guys were good players. Yeah, yeah. They, they were good musicians. Yeah. Very good. In fact, some of them were even studio musicians before they started those yeah. bands. Yeah. So, so, and it isn't like that anymore. No, it's, it's, it's you don't have to be a good musician now to to, to become popular. So no. it's it is different. Yeah. And I don't think that's me being old. That's no, just the way it is. It's just the way it is. It's just the it's way. It's a little it is. frustrating when I don't know when they celebrate people like Kanye West and. Even like that, you just like, oh man. Yeah, he's kind of a buffoon. He's he's probably one of the <laughs> he's probably one of the main offenders of right? of like I have talent. No, guess who's, what? You don't. That's what but, blows me away. Who <laughs> who says that? Who feels the need I mean, to who, say that? I've never met anybody who had it, in my estimation, that ever said that or ever felt that. They're all just working hard to find the sound in their head and get bring it to the world you know it's like i am i am talented i have talent i'm badass well he I'm calls sec- himself the next like, i know God. i know yeah does, you know. but you know but you never hear i never heard hendrix or clapton or all my heroes i never it was always very humble and no hendrix was really humble i saw him on dick cavett yeah i saw that you saw that and He's it like, was like he was so humble man it's like he you're the like, best guitar player in the- oh no man i'm yeah. not that's but not no what no I'm about. i mean i heard him say yeah he said you know he's just trying to do what kenny burrell and west montgomery were doing or yeah. something you know it's like and what albert lee said about him he was like a real super meek and humble right. guy but that's know? what you want in your heroes well, I mean, for me anyway. I okay, like, I don't know, Any- Iron Man's a little bit conceited, I think. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell's going on Robin and Batman, but that's <laughs> another story. Well, <laughs> I hear they're gay, but <laughs> yeah, um, I know that. But no, I mean, if you're honestly studying music, honestly working hard at music. You can't possibly be arrogant. The music is kicking you in the ass. I mean, there's, you are aware of how much further and all the possibilities and of what you can't do. I mean, it's just slapping you in the face, you know. There's this beauty to music being able to express yourself and play, but there's also this torture of just it tormenting you because there's so much you hear that you can't get to and so much you know that you want to get to that it's, it's so humbling, yeah, and anybody, and it's it's a sign of a person that's working hard at it to have a little bit of humility, because the reality of the music is, it's just endless. Yeah, and you're never you're just gonna scratch the surface, even with many years like I've been doing, at a, at a you know working really hard. 
Yeah. You're yeah. just going to scratch the surface of this stuff. Yeah. So it's people who, who don't know. But there was a really cool thing I heard on uh, Orson Welles being interviewed. You know, an old interview they had of him. And they were talking to him about the cinematography on Citizen Kane and how why, how different it was and how he was so visionary. And they're trying to, you know, make him, you know, into a god. And he said, no, it was just the arrogance of stupidity. <laughs> he said he assumed he was making a movie. He thought the camera could do everything his eyeballs could do. Right. Hey, no you're one... having an old man moment because you told this story last week. Oh, I did? I did? <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I held it. Oh, fuck, I'm right there with him because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you told this story last week, right. but it's great because now that you're 60, you're, you're allowed to have those. <laughs> well, you know, and, and, and you know what? I haven't started drinking yet. <laughs> That's the reason. Uh, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, it's all downhill, man. When you get to be 61, man, you'll just be telling the same story every hour. <laughs> Instead of every, like every week? Like I do. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I talk about, like, you know, IRs, and then an hour later, I'm talking about IRs again. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> but, he, but, he at does. Least, but at least you can still spell them. <laughs> <laughs> barely. Barely. He, he does do that. <laughs> well, you know, and Orson Welles called me and he said I had the story wrong. I thought I'd correct it. <laughs> you know, I, uh, <laughs> that's great. Look at it now, and the way the music industry is, and and yes, I know there is so much a lot, so much opportunity, but it's also everything's so flooded. It's everything, everyone's all about the, the fame and getting their 15 minutes, and you know you got shows like The Voice and the American Idol, and and I just hear so many stories about the deals those guys, those kids get as vocalists, like you're signing away everything. To, to be on that show probably, and probably, to have yeah. that. Which show are we talking about? Well, the American like, Island on The Voice. Oh, the we've, voice. Got a, we've got a friend on The Voice at the moment, who um, Laith Al-Sadi, great guitarist, blues singer. And he got, I think he got fourth. But he... Oh, did he get out and fight? He got... He well, got, they had the final the other night. Last night, I think it was the oh, other did night. He, and he, he didn't, he didn't want to win. Because he just knew you get... I mean, he's stitched up, but you get really stitched up. If you win, like, they own everything for the next six years or something it's really ridiculous like it's not as amazing as they make it out to be you know well neither is winning the lottery because government takes <laughs> okay yeah. okay okay no so, no wait a minute here yeah. um i don't know how much i'm going to complain when i win the lottery because it's part it is part of my business plan that's <laughs> <laughs> a good business plan and, and, right. and uh <laughs> even if i like win the low ball number you know like seven mil and I got to give them three and a half. I'm not going to complain that much about that. I'm I'm still, I'll still get three I wouldn't and a half complain. I would. So, you know, the government should, I mean, good. I mean, I, you know, they, hopefully they'll use it for something good. You know, I doubt it. But, um, you know, I'm Those not going to complain. But, you know, win the lottery. I don't, I hear that it ruins people's lives, but I'd sure like to try it myself. Yeah. You can always give the money back if you don't like it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you know those guys on American Idol, though, even so what if they do take a huge chunk? If the artist is that good and they have any kind of longevity, 
they'll live past that. They'll get through their six years of being owned and maybe they'll do something on their own that's really good later on in their career. They'll keep improving and maybe they won't have to be owned by the corporate yeah corporate but i just i just see those that shows especially those the voice yeah the judges careers just go through the stratosphere and course, i can't name yeah. anyone off the voice i can't name any of the winners off the voice and all the years it's been on like oh. who is you know a big i don't winner. know either because i don't even no. watch that shit no, i only I watch american watch idol doing the first week or two when they yeah. have the bad guys on there because you know the really it's, untalented ones because so that's funny. funny yeah that's funny i mean that's comedy and yeah. i love it it's, yeah. the, especially when they think they're good I love that. I mean, that's the funniest shit ever. <laughs> There's nothing funnier. Yeah, some guys have even made a big career out of it. Like the the, the I think he, he oh, might be a Asian Korean guy. Thing? I don't remember if he's Korean, but but he's an Asian guy. But hung just, low was he hung low? Uh, just <laughs> hilarious. One hung low or just hung <laughs> hilarious? Hung low. That one hung low was his brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> he made a whole career out of it, just singing. Oh really yeah, badly. he did. He actually had a career and, out of it. And is that the guy that did like the Gangnam style thing? So bad he's No, dead. no, that was this is way before that actually. Oh. But did you see the chick with the um the this is completely different, but also I guess going viral and that whole 15 minutes of fame thing is the chick with the uh, the Star Wars mask and she's no. in the car and she just it's I don't know if she's a mom or whatever, but she just her in the car and she bought uh the Chewbacca mask uh-huh. and when you put it on when you open the mask's mouth it's got little speaker in there and it goes it does the Chewbacca voice yeah. right so she's on it and then she's just she can't stop laughing and every time she opens her mouth Chewbacca comes out she, she laughs more and it becomes you can't help but laugh with it well she's gone viral and then they had her on all these TV shows and <laughs> she's I mean it's just like wow that's it's so like on the it's Simpsons crazy Bart was the I didn't do it kid oh yeah yeah remember right. you know, yeah i didn't do I it i didn't do it yeah it's same thing you it's know the same super thing. popular for for, for a about a an month eye. and then where's that kid now where's yeah. it he's yeah. in the where are they now file <laughs> interesting times but i mean i guess we do it in a certain way we're trying to get more exposure and more people here we are i mean okay. here we are doing it right now okay we, we are doing it right but why our records was yeah, it right. was it a good idea to be naked when we record this because i don't know if that's crossing well, over no, to the I think podcast the video thing is 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 not going to work out though <laughs> no. yeah because oh, we have people saying they want the video thing for, is do? that for us they is that what you're saying well like you mean what, what like fools? what pete and tim do yeah you know i before I would have argued, but the other day I, I sat here and watched three or four different shows, and they all just kind of started to m- blend together, but, you know, and it kind of got boring. But see, the difference is, is Pete and Tim have a different guest every week. Yeah, they're, and they, they're and really they, cool, and they and they show the guest's gear and yeah. what he's doing, and it's yeah. about the guest. And if and if we were doing that, then yeah, video would be great. But it's just the three of us old farts. Yeah, right. well, I guess, all right, I'll just be I'm here. too old for you know, I'm, just, I'm plugging you in because you're my friend. Yeah, boy. Thank you. Right. And, and, and we're so old, our vision's bad, so we assume you're as yeah, old as we just, are. Yeah, we just assume you're as old as us. <laughs> Isn't everybody? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know who, I really, I don't know who'd want to, yeah, sit and watch yeah. us just talk. Nobody like, would in their uh, right mind. Right. Yeah, really, really. Yeah. Yeah. But but I mean, if I'd we, rather watch paint dry. Yeah. <laughs> but but if, if we had a guest every week and, you know, he was going to show it something, then that, of course that would make sense to put it on video so right. people could see it. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe, who knows? It's crazy as shit has happened, but for the yeah. moment, 
It's just another thing we've got to edit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing. Oh, yeah. God, look. Oh, God, I've got to learn another program. I wish, I wish I had a hair day at all these days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd take a hair day. No Any hair, hair day is a good no day. No hair day. <laughs> That's all I have anymore. Oh man, I would. I'm still cutting it out of my nose and my ears, but it won't grow on my head no more. It's like God playing an evil joke on us. Yeah, putting it everywhere we don't want it. Right. I mean, women are all complaining they got to have babies and they have periods, but we've got like nose hair and ear hair. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? Man. And we hardly ever complain about that. Really? Jesus. <laughs> I would like to have we got to, I'd like to get Lou Guthrie and Landau on the couch. I think that'd be fun. That'd be uh, fun. It'd be yeah. great. He, anyway. won't, he won't call me back. Trump would be fun on the couch. I think he'd be in I sent him a message and he didn't even he didn't have the guts to even bother and say no. Probably never mind, uh, get off my case, you know. Who Trump? Just blew me off. But yeah, him too. Oh, he probably thought you were Mexican or something. So. Yeah. They want to get Mikey on the on the Pete and Tim show. Mikey? Because you know, Landau. Oh, because right. he'd be great on that show, but Mike's not very I don't know. I don't think he'd do it. He just doesn't like to talk about gear all that much. Well, we won't talk about gear. Yeah. Well, we'll talk know. about Todd Rundgren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he likes Todd Rundgren. Yeah. But but yeah, it'd be fun to have Mikey on here. He's such a great guitar player. He'd have a lot of good stories, road stories. That's, for I've, us. To me, that's what I'm more interested in. I mean, because at a point. All the information is out there. Like, how much more information do we need to put out there? It's just that one piece of information that's going to make me a badass. <laughs> right? That one piece of information. And, and You've I'm, got it. I, I You're going to give it to us it next week. I know what it is. It's called practice, everybody. Uh, uh, no, I don't want to hear about this, <laughs> this elusive pedal you use. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. No, it's the new practice pedal. The practice. We should do a Bruce Foreman practice pedal. Do you think yeah. exotic? You know what's really, you know what's really uh, uh, disappointing to me a lot? And, and when you're talking about trying to get that one last piece of knowledge, you know, I hear, I listen to a lot of modern sax players, you know, mm-hmm. Chris Potter, Mark Turner, Joshua Redman, a lot of those cats. And a lot of times I'll hear something that's out and it'll just tweak my ear and I'll go, what the hell was that? And I'll transcribe it and find out that it's something they already know. Yeah. You know, but they that's just why you like phrased it. it differently they it's it's a concept i already know but they just it was just the way they phrased it and the authority that they played it it was just great and it was just you know and i'm disappointed because ah shit this isn't gonna make me any better (laughs) (laughs) all this is is is, is just showing me that i don't phrase well enough to make this sound as good as he does or or the reason (laughs) it the reason it tweaked your ear is because it was it was mildly recognize yeah but it, it's just disappointing sometimes when you transcribe <laughs> something that you think is really going to push you over the edge and all it does is remind you that, <laughs> of yeah, how lame you are yeah how lame you are <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of like having a wife with a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man <laughs> Oh, you man. know, right? Like we got we got a wife to remind us of that. Why do we need music to do that to us? <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. I mean, us guys. Try that. Us one. guys. No, I'm going to put you guys because I, I feel very much a, a, still a student. But I, I know I have fallen in the trap where I, I, I collect all this information and I probably use two percent of it, like. You must be at a point 
you're not finished learning, but you have so much to pull on where now learning something would be like phrasing differently or blah, blah, blah. Would, not so much. Well, yeah, the vocabulary keeps growing. As right. You, but we're older than you. Well, yeah. We've been playing 20 years longer than you have. So if we don't have more vocabulary than you, something's no, really for wrong. Sure. Yeah, no, that's, give that's me my money back. <laughs> You've been, you mean, haven't been paying attention, yeah, have you, Grandpa? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a lot, a lot of vocabulary. Does But having vocabulary doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to play good every night. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. A writer with a lot of words doesn't necessarily tell a good yeah. story. Yeah. You, gotta, oh, geez, you, you know, guys just got mega deep. Well, it's right. just guy, that, was, that, was, that was that was beautifully yeah, written. That was, very that was profound. profound. That was, but it is true. It's, yeah. it's like it doesn't. It's it's not what you know. It's how you say what you know. That's it. Doesn't matter what you know. You know, BB King says what he knows in a great, amazing way because he's such right. a talented musician. Yeah, Albert King, same. Yeah, all same these blues thing. blues players that don't really have a big, huge vocabulary, but hell. They can tell a story, but you, you know, I'm I am inventing a new thing. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little concerned with the blues. Just saying <laughs> that that I think there's some lazy songwriting going on, and I'm going to kind of incorporate it into my act. You know, I've got a blues act that you guys know about, but uh, I'm beginning <laughs> to think that the guys are just lazy songwriters, and they're not really writing anything. It's not that they're singing and we can't understand them, but that they actually haven't written anything. Written anything. It's like, <laughs> going around. Okay, we got one word there. Around <laughs> you. Okay, you know. It's like, I'm, wondering, I'm thinking, like, these guys never even wrote anything. They're just kind of making sound until they come up with something that rhymes with the end of the last one. I'm going like, damn, that's cool. So I'm going to kind of do some of that myself. Do some blues writing, you know. <laughs> You see a lot of white players trying to play the blues, and maybe I'm Don't going to racist on me. Then. No, I can't. But you know, we, I wanted to talk about this the other day, and you what? guys what? vetoed me, what? and really? you cut it out of the podcast. Which one? What? Yeah, because I was talking about the lack of young black blues players. They just we aren't that many. That. Yeah, you did. Did we veto? You did. It took it out of the podcast. Well, it might have been taken what? out yeah. of the podcast, but it was we didn't taken veto out of the bo- podcast. Where was it at? It was one of the very first ones, like maybe the second podcast we ever did. Oh, that was like years ago. I, Scott. Yeah, I can't even all, remember now. First of all, but let's Scott, bring it up now. You say you guys. I don't even know how to edit a podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> but whatever, you know. I can bring it up again. But bring it, it up. Was, it's true that I think... just there don't seem to be very many young black guys trying to you know trying to keep the blues alive. You know, most of the black young black kids that are learning music. They're either learning jazz, or they're learning rap, or they're learning pop. But you don't see many of them learning. You don't. How many young blues players have you seen that are black? They're all white. 
There's well, just not that many. You well, know, how young we're talking? I'm talking in their teens that are oh, coming up. I did see some 16-year-old kid going viral, and he was this chubby black kid who was just tearing it up. Well, and bless he was his heart, killing man, it. He I, was I would killing it. Like to see more, more yeah, black right. kids, you know, involved in the blues. Because t- to me, all I see is white guys. And Kirk Fletcher told me that when he was growing up playing blues, mm-hmm. most of the guys that he knew. They were playing blues. His friends yep. and the people that he immediately learned blues from were also white. Keith Wyatt, Robin Ford, the guys that put out the videos, all white guys. You know why? And he doesn't really have any, and Kirk told me he didn't really have any black guys to hang out with that like blues. And I was like, wow, that's just so weird because, you know, I mean, in the old days. It's kind of their culture, right? Yeah, they invented it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, my God, you know, all the, all the history of the blues it goes back to Robert Johnson and all those cats. And it's like, you would think that, that there would be followers of that, you know, the, the more followers of that, yeah. not that there aren't any, but, and of course I can't say that I'm, I'm the most, you know, educated person as far as what's going on in the media. I just see stuff on Facebook. Right. I see a million white guys playing the blues, but I never see any, any black guys. Let's see Gary Clark Jr. He's kind of made, he's, he's, taken off a bit and he's Mm -hmm. a talented blues black guy Mm -hmm. and he's kicking butt and he's i think he's in his early 30s maybe Mm -hmm. well that's but that's yeah i'm talking about kids yeah in their 20s teens and 20s playing the blues at bringing something new New. to the blues that's what i'd like to see doesn't it after a while like it's i listen to blues players and after a while it's just like man i've just heard they're playing all the same shit I would rather go back and listen to Stevie Ray or one of the greats than some, and I'm going to say white guy, attempting to play the blues. Well, there, there's been a lot of clone white kids playing the blues. Yeah. And I hate to mention names, but and I won't, but they're really going after Stevie Ray big time. So so they, they really want to sound like Stevie Ray, and they even a lot of them even dress like him. Yeah. So they're really into... Well, he was a snappy dresser. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was a snappy But they're dresser. really into... It's really yeah. a Stevie Ray Vaughan kind right, of thing right, that right. they're That's, going for. But, but, you know, I think if you look at jazz and you look at fusion and you look at blues, you see the same thing. And, it, and it's not just a white takeover. Although one, you're looking at it, would think that, right? Mm-hmm. It's the way the music is integrated into the culture that it's being played for. I did a blues show a little while ago just because I was asked to do it, and I used to do them. I used to play the blues with a lot of bands when I was coming up. And the experience was so different in that it was like a concert. and People were sitting there, and they were applauding for solos, and it was this very much a, a show on that level, whereas the when I played blues as a kid with, you know, great players, it was in a... In a, in a bar and people were kind of interacting with the band and there was food involved and there were people screaming and yelling and kind of fights going on. <laughs> it was, it, the band was a fabric of the entire thing rather than the television for the patrons. All right, okay, yeah. And, and I think that's true and I thought, and it was really interesting for me to see that because I've noticed that change in jazz. 
Whereas, and I'm talking about even when McCoy Tyner and Art Blakey and Elvin Jones and you know all those great and George Benson were playing in the '70s, in the clubs, it really didn't feel like it feels now in a club listening to music. It was very much more the crowd kind of fed the energy and we're interacting and it was it was a the music was a part of everything it wasn't the thing that everybody was watching. maybe that's has to do with the price of admission too it didn't cost sixty dollars to get in the, yeah so but it's I mean, like a movie like right shh, but he, but even know, the clubs around performing. town where it's not expensive to get in yeah. that's the interaction it's as if it's as if they're watching tv now mm-hmm. and then we put on musical stunts and they go nuts over them mm. As opposed to we're creating this incredible environment that those people are also in and we're interacting and it's, you know, and, and I think that will just that interaction and relationship to music changes how people feel and who does it. I feel it differently in different places that I play. I don't, I, for some reason, that to me, that's venue related more than country or you know a lot of people ask me like what's your favorite country to play like are the people here any more supportive of the music than the people here i don't think it has anything to do with the country or the people i think it has to do with the venue really yes I absolutely it, i think the venue has a lot to yeah. do but with doesn't doesn't europe and places like that support Especially what there it's are not places, about how many people are there. There are places in Japan okay. where it's always been in Japan, numerous places where you feel like you've been on TV forever, you know. And then there's other places in Japan where it's like it's as wild as system. Yeah, yeah, okay. it, that's what I'm saying. It's the venue. It's like if you get a if you I've rolled into some places in Italy where the, if you play a club, the crowd is like fun, man. They're just you know they're. They're they're hooping and hollering and they're having a great time and then every some every every you play something and somebody goes woo yeah you know they're just they're just into it and then I played places where the seats are super comfortable and it's theater seating and everybody paid a lot of money to get in and they're all shh to hear a concert <laughs> and they're sitting there very quiet yeah. and it's a completely different vibe yeah just because of the venue yeah yeah so it's not about Italy. Right. It's just about that this is a theater gig, a quiet opera theater gig. You've seen those little round opera theaters. Oh, they yeah. only hold maybe 200 people, but they're tiny. Yeah. But yet they're beautiful and they're circular and they have a bunch of different levels and everybody's being super quiet like they're at the opera. Don't I, when and, you get those kind of gigs, don't, isn't there a part of you that just wants to turn it up and well, we do. piss someone and, and off? The, no, right? the thing is, is I get on the mic... <laughs> And I, I'm a comedian. Right. I'm a natural-born comedian anyway. So I get on the mic and I tell funny jokes and I try to get the audience to, to get into the vibe of what we're about because we're not a classical. We're not here to play classical music. We're here to have fun yeah. and be yeah. creative. So if you can get the audience with you in on that and make them laugh, then it starts to feel they, they get a little looser. Yeah. But no matter what it is, man, when you're sitting in a comfortable seat plush and you're sunk down in it you just don't feel like hey yeah you're just comfortable in your seat if you're sitting on a fucking wooden chair in a bar <laughs> you don't i don't know it's different man yeah. you know you got a beer in front of you it's it's, it's a whole vi- different vibe but still that that being and i totally agree with that i still think that 
it's different now than it was 30, 40 years ago. Well, yeah, I'm sure. And, and, sure. and I think no the doubt. big I'm not disagreeing with that either. I think the big difference in, in many ways is just the way people relate to it. It's like, we used to, you know, people just used to go out. And if it was jazz or rock, it was just a hang and they were going to enjoy something. And now people go out specifically to hear somebody play the blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's, okay. it's, there's a whole other, and they watch it, and the interaction, the, the idea of a, of a community experience, both from the audience perspective and from the player's perspective, is very different. Like I say, that blues gig to me, which was in a, 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 a good place because, I won't mention what it is, but it, it was a place that was both a famous venue, but it's also a cool bar. You know, it had all those kind of things. Elements, yeah. And and yet I could I totally felt that we were just sort of in the blues cage at the zoo. Right. As opposed to thirty years before where it was just, you know, I remember like guys getting in trouble with their old lady and people <laughs> yelling at the band from the bar and you know, people you know, just 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 the the scene, you know, that yeah. that but wildness. You think it had anything to do though, and and I'm just guessing, but you think it had to do with it maybe it was free to get in back then and now it cost you fifty bucks? That that, to, that could be part of it, because that, that, that weeds a lot of people out. Yeah. But I don't remember what it cost to get in before. I don't think it was free and mm-hmm. I, I think they had to buy food or drink. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was a business. Of course, it was 1970, so you probably had to spend five bucks in there. It's not yeah. 50, but five bucks, I remember back but then. But now it it's like baked potato, $25 to get in and a two-drink minimum. You're probably right. getting something. You're not getting out of there for less than 60 bucks. And so so why wouldn't people be more... I don't know. I think destined it, to have I, a maybe, good time. I'm going to get my sixty dollars. Maybe worth. it's like people in a movie theater. They paid a bunch of money to get in. They they spent their money, and the whole the whole thing is about be quiet so that the person that can paid a lot of money can enjoy the show and just be quiet okay. so that they okay. can you know maybe be respectful of the person that paid all this money to come and see this. Don't make a bunch of noise so that they don't enjoy the show. Maybe that's part of it. It could be that people are so used to just watching the screen that that's what life is. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's just a It could be numerous things. Movie, I'm not discounting right? what you're saying. It's a living I think movie. The person that can figure that out will be a person that hopefully can change it because it's not going in a positive direction on that level. And I know I'm sounding real geezerish now. <laughs> You're but, allowed to. You're yeah, 60. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I just I just want people to hang out and have... Like, I played a gig the other night, and it wasn't really the, the highest-end players I've ever played with, to be nice about it. But, you know, we all went in there planning to play the best we could, to make the best music together we could, and push ourselves and have a great time and interact together and, and make it a great scene for the people that were there. Yeah. And make that moment an experience of our lives that was worth being part of. And it was. And it was rewarding on multiple levels beyond the bread. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's the way we all need to start treating life. Being part of a community, whatever we got now... Let's make something happen. This is a gift. I mean, we're winners. We're all winners. I mean, Charlie Sheen. Trump. No, dig, dig this. No, dig this. Dig this. 
<laughs> of a million sperm, <laughs> we were the fastest. <laughs> We've already won. I mean, we should be walking around like winners, like, oh, we only we're kings of the universe. Out of a million sperm, we won the race, man. And here you know, we are. They should be teaching that in schools, because I didn't grow up thinking that way, but you've got a point. Yeah, I've got a point. I never thought of it that way either. It's a, it's a good I point. was the fastest. I yeah. just want everybody to know. That's why I want to be the fastest guitar player there is. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh. is... So funny because there's a drummer that I hate so much. Who's the fastest drummer in the world? And he actually said that. <laughs> he said he it? He actually told one of my friends, one of my really great drummer friends who really, you know the guy I'm talking about, who's a brilliant drummer, but he actually said to this guy, my goal is to be the world's fastest drummer. <laughs> That shows you what a fucking idiot this guy is. In bed? Is. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> He's got it down to three seconds. <laughs> oh, man. Do you, do you guys want some questions? Yes, yeah, Unless sure. we have fire. more topics to talk no, about. Fire away, I'm having man. a good time, but yeah, fire, let's, let's let them ruin it for us. <laughs> fire, yeah, fire, fire away. All right, uh, get this out of the way because I've had a couple of questions about you Any haven't... questions about minor seven flat five chord? Because you no, know, I'd really I... like to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a half diminished, you mean. Which half is my question? <laughs> the left half. No, it's we'll... like left and right twix. Right, right, right. It's like, which half is diminished? <laughs> be... Let's see them do that over at right twix. There'll be, there'll be none of those questions today. Oh, okay. But I will, uh, the question uh, I've been getting a lot from people, oh, you guys haven't talked about Alan Holdsworth enough. I kind of what felt like we, we have. About we talk about Alan actually, all the time. you're getting the geezer thing. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I know. That's what yeah. I said. But I had two questions about it. You guys haven't talked about Alan what? enough. What, they what, haven't what, heard what, us complain about what? him complaining about it. Yeah. <laughs> what What does he want us to say? I don't fucking Alan, know. Okay, let's all say it. Let's all say it. Alan Holdsworth. <laughs> actually, he called me just the other day. He did? Yeah, I always miss his call because he calls me like at four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you doing at four in the morning where you miss the call? <laughs> I think I'm sleeping. Alan, <laughs> stop calling him I so I like early. when he calls me and leaves a message, and this is a true message. Is this Alan Holdsworth? on this email wondering why we're <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah, emailing me but yeah. I love the time he called me he left this on my machine he said Scott if you don't call me back in 15 minutes I'm going to lop my hands off <laughs> lop he's going to lop his hands off yeah. <laughs> it's a classic in fact it's such a good message that I saved it it's uh -huh. on the best of Scott's you answering have it? machine. Can we hear it? Uh, if I had my computer here, you could. Oh, hear it. oh you got to bring. I think that. we should yeah. put that on the uh, podcast. It's really Scott. great. It's really great. I, I like. He seems. I don't. Yeah. I've never met him. I've seen him in a couple of pubs in Melbourne years ago. He's a great ago. fun guy, man. Is he, is he a hilarious. fun guy? He's yeah. a pom, right? English guy. He's a guy? hilarious guy. Man. Yeah. Fun hang. Oh, that's cool. Totally fun. So a great musician. Wow. Oh yeah. What okay, a player. we've talked about. All right, we've talked about him. Okay, now I'm gonna. He doesn't talk ever about me. I'll guarantee you. Ever. Matter of fact, I'll bet he doesn't even know who I am. He probably doesn't. Yeah. He should. No, I think me, he probably makes does. Me feel good. I think he probably does. I think he probably does. Because he listens to jazz. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can listen to jazz. You need to be listening to Bruce Foreman. Yeah. Um, does Frank Gambale have the worst guitar tone ever? No, I don't think so. And that's so debatable. Wow. Right? What a question. Well, the worst guitar tone ever. ever. That's... I, I think... <clears throat> 
Oh, whoops. I lost my microphone. Oh, I like, think we should actually go about trying to create the world's worst guitar tone. Oh, so I'd like to see I, Scott I don't even think do we could this. Do, I, think, I think we could do... I think we could come close, but I, I don't know. It. I think, Scott, would, you, you would could, have a mental breakdown. Well, this well, would be half of you, right? What would it be like, Scott? Explain to me how you'd go about Yeah, give us the worst guitar probably thing. just get a rolling jazz chorus. <laughs> okay. You know, because everyone knows that's the worst amp ever made. What about and, the clean and, tones? Uh, well, yeah, okay, but I'm talking about a distortion. Oh, okay. No, no, I, the clean tone, I can't yeah. really yeah. endorse it either. Although, if they yeah. want to send me one of those blues cubes, I'll try it. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd, get a, you'd get like a rat. <laughs> a rat pedal, which is already pretty fizzy. Right. And then you'd plug that into the... rat the, pedal. The, yeah, the rat. Yeah, you know, the it's, rat it's, pedal. It's, it's, no, a, it's a distortion pedal. It's just called a rat. And it's and it was invented what in the seventies maybe yeah I think so yeah and and um and was it and, like electro harmonics or something or? no I I don't know who made it it's just everybody just um, calls it the rat Proco Proco yeah Proco made it and and it's just a kind of a nasty sounding distortion but can sound good because Jeff Beck used it we and we actually it, made it sound good I just had to do yeah. um a trailer where I had to cop Jeff Beck playing mm -hmm. with uh, Josh Stone and we mm -hmm. got. I didn't play the part of my friend Mike Van Gogh played it and he mm -hmm. killed it. But we got killer Jeff Beck tone. With a rat? With a rat and this yeah. and a strat. Yeah, the Set rat a has a certain sound, but I can just imagine it in a JC. It, oh, you know, but, you know be because that amp just accentuates all the. Ex, what's the word? Accentuates. Accentuates all the high end. So that pedal would sound particularly fizzy. In that amp, and it would just be a horror show, right? It would sound like a buzz saw. That that's a good way to get bad tone. Play that's, a rat a through one. that rolling band. Have you ever had that question to get bad tone? How do you get bad tone? No, but that would be one way to do it. There's right. plenty of ways to do it, but that right. would be a good one. G'day guys, just taking a little time out to uh, to say thank you to all the people out there for, um, for all the emails, for all the support, for the people making donations, we we can't thank you enough, that is so awesome and we, we really, really appreciate it. All jokes aside, that's bloody awesome. So uh, thank you again, you can go to the website, there's a donation button and you can donate I don't know, you can donate, donate a million dollars if you feel like it. Just if you feel like it, a million dollars, a hundred thousand, just that's totally fine. Any amount. I am, I mentioned those two because they're the first ones that come to my mind. Um, we'd also like to thank our sponsors, Deodario Guitar Strings, Fishman Triple Play, Jimmy Dumlop Guitar Picks, My Music Masterclass, Sennheiser Microphones, Sir Guitars and Amps, Wireworld Pro Audio Cables, Exotic Pedals. If you have not entered in the Guitar Wank competition, you need to go to the guitarwank.com website, buy a t-shirt, buy a mug, and then send us a picture of you displaying those products in a cool, funny, um, exhilarating way. Send that picture to guitarwank at gmail.com and uh, you'll be entered into the competition. Also, send all your questions, your queries, your complaints, and your advice to guitarwank at gmail.com. Guys, another week is down. Thank you so much. We will see you all next week. Say goodbye, Scott. See you, bitch. <laughs> Bruce, say goodbye. See you, potatoes. See you, potatoes. We're out. Guitarwank off. Oh.
It's hard to be humble when you're pretty Zion. Is this on close? You tell is alive right now. And everybody stop talking now. Attention. I told you, all of my critics, I told you all that I was the greatest of all time. I told you today, I'm still the greatest of all time. Never again. Make me the underdog until I'm about 50 years old. Then you might get me. Talking about how big George Foreman is, how terrible, I'm scared for my life, how relentless he is. That sucker ain't nothing. Down goes Frazier! Down goes Frazier! The heavyweight champion is taking the mandatory eight count, and Foreman is as poised as can be. Being us both religious people, Mohammed and myself, he'll be very fortunate if I don't act as an exorcist and beat the devil out of him. <laughs> Sucker, you ain't nothing. Sucker, look at you. You out, Sucker. <laughs> Maybe he can pull off a miracle. But against George Foreman, so young, so strong, so fearless, against George Foreman, who does away with his opponents one after another in less than three rounds, it's hard for me to conjure with that. This toughest got everybody scared. Scared of what? Nothing to be scared of. Scared of what? I mean, he is hard, but if the man can stay out of the way for five rounds, stick him, move, stay out of range, be in good shape, he'll retire George Foreman. This man depends on getting this man in the first one or two rounds. If he don't do that, he's frustrated. Stick him in left jabs and right crosses, tie him up and box him, and you will return. No, I'm going to man is going to whoop George Foreman, and I'm going to whoop him of all places in Africa, in the Congo, where the Lumumba boys are. I'm not a hard puncher. I'm not known for being a hard puncher. I fought many men like Floyd Patterson, Zora Foley, George Fowler, who are stronger than I am. Many I couldn't knock out, Sonny Liston. But I'll tell you this, boxing ability, speed, whooping him on points for the distance if necessary. Then I'll whoop him. Look at Ali, give him the word. So 
the stage is set. We're just about ready to begin round one, the heavyweight championship of the world at stake. Here we go, Ali quickly across the round. And Ali bouncing around, shifting left to right. George holds slow, Ali gets the first punch in. Oh, what a combination landed by Ali to the face of George Foreman. Look at Ali, continues to talk. Start. Definitely serious. Tremendous combination by Muhammad Ali. Vicious right, thrown to the body of Ali. Wild right misses the head of Ali. Foreman wailing away. And Ali says he's at the best Hits some real good shots to Ali. Setting him up against the rope. Molly! Vicious! Fast combination! By Ali! Ali! Backs up Foreman! Backs him up in his back! Foreman's setting it! Foreman tries to help! Ali's going to the right! Foreman can tackle the left! Foreman hit again! Foreman has been hit three or four times! This is the final affair! Ali! There's the chance! Ali for my does Ali. Foreman throwing more punches now. Maybe this could be the tactic of Ali to let the man punch himself out. 